Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus. Episode 510 coming to you on the 17th of October, 2023. It is a Texas Tuesday. In fact, I'm thinking about rephrasing this as Texas First Tuesday going forward, but I really like the alliteration, so we'll stick with Texas Tuesday. In either case, normally I'll go back and forth between Texas Tuesday and Texas Tuesday, but today, today we're going to stick with the Texas Tuesday theme. Now, before I go any further, I want to give a hat tip out to the folks over at... Uh, <laughs> I know some people are going to roll their eyes, but this is this is important. You got to be willing to do this. The Current Revolt. The Current Revolt uh, posted an article, which I read, having to do with Lake City, the ammunition um, manufacturing plant, and basically uh, that spun up all the rest of this uh, program today. So again, hat tip to the Current Revolt. Uh, if you uh, don't know those guys, you should check them out. And yeah, yeah, I know all what's been said about them. But you know what? They scoop a lot of stuff. Good guys over there. The ones at least that I know. <clears throat> all right. Before we go any further, let me remind you the best way we can make a difference is for you to like, share, and subscribe to this program. I, I, I know that it that's a heavy burden for you all out there. <laughs> but... I should have more than 60 followers. I really should. I would think if I'm getting, on average, 600 to 1,000 downloads per episode, I should have at least 100 followers. If you could help me out there, it would be nice. And if you're feeling particularly motivated, you can even rate and review this program on your favorite podcatcher or YouTube. All right. Here we go. On with the show. All right. Uh, Texas first, right? Things are changing. We need to be paying attention to what's going on. We now have not one but two wars that the United States is feeling like they're going to have to stick their nose into. Uh, There was notification sent out that Lake City Armory, right, the Army Ammunition Plant, is no longer going to be providing ammunition to civilian or commercial orders Presumably so they can send it overseas for the Ukrainians and the Israelis to kill Russians and Hamas people. And I imagine vice versa because (laughs) that's just the way the world works. But if uh, if you also look a little deeper, it has been premised that... The majority of the ammunition is the stuff destined for the AR-15, the two two three. Uh, ammunition, if you will. I'm not going to look into that. I'm not going to go off into the weeds on that. But what I will tell you is this same weekend, I read an article talking about the idea that craftsmen, right? This Black and Decker Stanley or Stanley Black and Decker, depending on who you're reading, they had a plant that was going to build craftsman tools out in Fort Worth. And apparently the robots they had out there were not quite up to the task or the or the engineers or the people that ran the plant couldn't figure out how to make the robotics work properly. Needless to say, we have a plant that is designed to work with molten metal or at least softened metal. And it is now sitting idle and is presumably going to be sold. So I put two and two together and I thought to myself, why wouldn't the state of Texas 
not step up to the plate here, purchase this plant, which is now sitting idle, probably for pennies on the dollars because Stanley Blackendecker wants to offload it. And we could retool it to be a nice ammunition plant. I mean, I don't know about you, but the idea of ammunition being produced in Fort Worth, Texas just has a certain, got to love Texas smell to it, right? Why couldn't we, I don't know, retool this plant and, and no matter what the cost is, I'm sure we, when it was done, we could produce ammunition that would be at least competitive that we could provide or produce for some of the other brands out there. And we could create our own line of ammunition for Texas, Texas first. And then we wouldn't be dependent on the U.S. federal government to produce ammunition or theoretically Remington, Smith & Wesson, and whoever else actually makes ammunition, we could create our own Texas ammunition, Texas branded ammunition. People would probably pay a premium to get high quality ammunition out of Texas. Because if there's one thing that Texas has known the world over for, we like our guns and we like to shoot guns and we like our ammunition and we like to come up with better, better ammunition. It would seem to me this would be a natural fit. Now, whether or not the leadership in the state of Texas would see this as an opportunity and seize it and work towards it is another thing altogether. So I know we have our Texas leadership and quite frankly, the federal government always fighting about whose job is it to actually secure the border. Well, I got news for them. Just build this plant and arm up the local Texans and we'll secure the darn border for you. Since the feds can't seem to be willing to do it. In fact, they seem more willing to open the doors and let the whole world come in through the Texas and our leadership in the state of Texas, they seem to be content to point fingers and make meaningless, um, let's call them virtue signals on how they're going to do something about that and push the blame on somebody else. Again, here's the solution. There's an empty plant that can probably be bought for pennies on the dollar. Let's convert it to our own ammunition plant, Texas Ammunition right? And here's the other thing. If there should be a profit being turned on this, they can roll that profit into the Texas State Guard because nothing says Texas more than having your own Texas Guard, right? And by the way, those profits that could be rolled into that would allow for expansion and training and building a cadre out of people that are willing to defend Texas first and foremost. I don't think this is a stretch too far. Now, I look, I know there's a whole lot of people in the Texas legislature. They're scared. Those icky Texas people might get a hold of this. Those Texas nationalists, they'll usurp this. No, no, look, whether we get Texas independence or not, I would settle for de jure or de facto. I don't remember. Yeah, de jure's law, de facto. I'd settle for de facto independence. Yep. We've got 33 million people in the state of Texas, and guess what? 6.6 million of them are loaded for bear, well-stocked with ammunition, properly rifled up, and trained because we have a cadre of the Texas State Guard that travels around and does classes for all interested people. Yep, yep, Texas is full of a bunch of militias, and they all answer to the Texas State Guard, which in part is directly under the authority of the Texas governor. Now I know there's a lot of people out there cringing on the idea of Greg Abbott being in charge of 
the Texas State Guard. But again, I would rather deal with Greg Abbott 900 times before I would deal with anybody at the federal level once. Greg Abbott, for whatever shortcomings you see in him, and I imagine there's plenty, is still our governor and still does have at least some admiration, some respect, some desire to protect Texas and Texans. Let's give him that opportunity. Let's give him an opportunity to show what he's made of. Again, this shouldn't be too hard. We've got the money. We've got a surplus that they haven't figured out a way to blow on other useless things. Let's buy this plant. Let's convert it to an ammunition plant. Let's build our own Texas ammunition. We will brand it Texas ammunition, and then we'll use our profits to fund the Texas State Guard. And one of the primary functions of the Texas State Guard, beyond what they already do, would then to be train and build up Texas militias, the people that are going to stand in the gap when the feds can't or won't, when the army's busy playing overseas doing useless things that we don't need to be involved with, when the Marines are too busy dressing up as girls, when the Navy can't even keep their ships from running ashore, and when the Air Force, well, they're busy eating donuts and drawing or playing video games. The Texas State Guard can augment the militia, the Texas State Militia, and we, we can build this out, and the sole purpose would be to defend Texas. And we could fund it with the ammunition plant. That we would be glad to sell ammunition to anybody and everybody. But let me tell you, before you get nervous about that, it's a good thing. More ammunition is always good. I would imagine it'd be quite easy to get the raw materials we need and they'd be happy to sell or trade for the oil that we already have in mass abundance here in Texas. Let's not be afraid. You know, look, I know, I know. For some of you, you think, oh, Callis, you're getting ahead of yourself here. This will never happen. You know, you're already talking like Texas is an independent nation. Well, you know what? If Texas were to act like an independent sovereign state, Maybe just maybe we wouldn't have to go to the step of becoming an independent sovereign nation if we if we would just, I don't know, act like we meant it when we said no, act like we we're going to do something about it. And when we said this is in Texas's best interest and this is what we're going to do, I don't see much of a stretch here that we could lead from the front. We could be a sovereign state within the confederation of these United States. Yes, I'm happy to stop short of getting full independence if we actually had a state that would act like they were an independent sovereign entity. If they were to actually behave in such a manner as to tell the feds, no, you're done, out. Yeah, yeah, you can keep that money too. We're going to just go ahead and sell our oil without your permission. Oh, yeah, yeah, we've got plenty of natural gas. We're going to sell that as well. We don't need your permission. And while we're at it, no, we're not going to eliminate our beef cattle. No, no, no. Um, we're going to protect our own water. We don't need our, our, uh, wetlands determined by a bunch of feds. There's the door. See your way out. If only Texas were to, I don't know, utilize the independent streak that flows through the blood of all the people that were born here and a good number of us that have moved here, we could fix most of our own problems. If only we had the willingness to do so. If only we were willing to take a step of faith. It just takes one thing. We've already got the gold depository. Supposedly, UT has all their gold in said depository. We're looking at, allegedly, going with some kind of transferable gold bonds or or um, transferable um, 
gold. I don't, I don't remember the proper term. Excuse me. Uh, I'm not afraid of Bitcoin. It's kind of not my thing, not my ballywick. But hey, if that works for you, we could do gold bit. We could do Texas bit. There's so many options here. We don't have to be controlled by the feds or the Fed. We just have to have the willingness to do it. We have to be willing to take advantage while we still can. Now, I know, I know there's a lot of people out there. They're fearful that the feds are going to come down and take over and they're going to forcibly put down any quote unquote independence movement. Yeah, them in what army? I mean, look, I, <laughs> the, the army is already stretched to the brink. We need reinforcements. We need good people. I'm not going to ever advocate the draft because I think that's a mistake. But I can assure you, if the invasion were going under, if the invasion that we are undergoing right now were to ever turn kinetic, right? The bad guys start shooting at us. I would imagine 10% of Texas. 20% of Texas is going to have enough. They're going to do something about it. They're going to fight back. They're, they're not going to tolerate this any more. And we're not going to care what the feds have to say. And the FBI and the other alphabet soup guys can be told to go pound sand. This is Texas. We care about Texas first and we're going to do something about it. And one of the best ways we could do that is train up our people. Have the Texas State Guard take an outsource view on this. They can't do everything, but if they train up these local people, if they train up these county militias or however you want to organize it. Yeah, yeah, I know that big scary word militia. But look, if they're working with an answer to the state guard, then they are an auxiliary of the state and they can and should be trusted to look out for the best outcomes for Texas. The people involved ostensibly would want to put Texas first because they care about Texas, their families in Texas, their future and their history is in Texas. They want to do what's best for Texas. Now, if only other states would look at it this way, if only other states would follow our lead. But the problem is they can't follow our lead if we're not willing to actually step out and do this and do it now. We have the opportunity. Let's take advantage. Instead of wasting that money Another virtue signal nonsense. Buy this empty plant. Let's convert it. Let's do something with that. Is it too much to ask for? And while we're at it, instead of building, oh, I don't know, swampy lakes, we've got lots of land that actually could be buried underwater and nobody would care. There's no farms. There's nothing there. But no, we don't want to do that. I, I don't look at the state of Texas and see a barren wasteland. I see a land full of opportunities. I see that there's enough people out there that have money in their pockets that would be willing to invest if they knew they could get a return, if they knew the feds were going to come in and screw with them, if they knew the state of Texas was going to protect what they're doing. We don't need to incentivize. We just need to protect those people that are willing to make those investments. Again, an ammunition plant, just step one, right? Is it too much to ask? Is it is it too large of a dream that we could do this? If we could transition things and move forward. We already have our own grid, which covers, I guess, I've heard 80%. I don't know if that's accurate, but I'm going to guess probably well north of 85% of the actual population of Texas is on the Texas grid. We have our own energy production our own energy retrieval. We don't need anybody else to do this for us. 
Yet, why do we bother to play games with these folks? We have our own production down here. We should be doing more of it. Why did we outsource this stuff? Because people that were in charge didn't actually care about Texas. They didn't care about the United States. But look, I can't fix America. We can perhaps fix Texas. And if we fix Texas, that does go a long way into fixing America. Putting America first by putting Texas first. There is something to be said by putting Texas first. If you were to actually put Texas first, then honestly, if we did a good enough job, the Texas independence would be de facto. We wouldn't even need to worry about de jure because nobody's going to mess with Texas. And actually, I would like for the whole world, and indeed even the feds, to look at Texas and say, yeah, we don't mess with Texas. We should be in the position. We should be in the driver's seat. And why aren't we? Because our leaders lack vision. Our leaders lack the ability to make it happen. Why? I don't know. They need to be properly motivated. Now, we can't fix Drunk Dade. We can't fix our all of our state house reps that you know just want to go along for the next paycheck. You're right. We can't. But what we can do is keep them motivated. We can give them a new vision. We can give them an opportunity to have something that they can look back later in life and pat themselves on the back. Look at this great thing we did. We made Texas awesome. And by making Texas awesome, the United States was pulled out of the giant chasm that they had driven themselves into. Again, the way we do this is we build the things that we need to be independent. We, we determine what's the best way that we can stand alone. And when we are in a position of power, in a position of control of our own destiny, and we choose to stay partnered with the other 49 states, we can do it from a position of strength. We can do it with the opportunity to tell the feds, no, this is how we're going to do this. You can either partner with us or you can sit on the sidelines because we're still going to do this. Now, Texas has so many advantages and why we don't use them is beyond me. So, yeah, look, I don't think we need to have de jure independence to get de facto independence. In fact, I think we could basically do it right here, right now. Within two to three short years, we would be in a commanding position in dealing with the feds and the rest of the 49 other states. But the question is, do we have people with the vision? Do we have people with the desire? Do we have people that want to look at their mark on history as being the people that set up Texas for the long run? And maybe, maybe two years from now, maybe 20 years from now, Texas independence becomes de jure, becomes necessary because quite frankly, you can't save the rest of the country. You just can't. And if it should break or fail and Texas is prepared and ready to stand independent, great. Maybe that's something that worries a lot of people that are on my team, right? The Republican Party sweats the load on all this stuff. Oh, we don't want to do that. We might be seen as traitors or we might be seen as being seditious. No, nobody wants that. We're not looking to overthrow the feds. We're making, we're looking to make them irrelevant. Yes, but not overthrow them. Nobody's saying we want to take out these United States. Now, 
the government could be improved if we would replace a good number of those people. But nobody's saying that we want to do that. Nobody's want to overthrow them. No, we just want to be able to do our own thing. And remember, we're part of a compact. And as an independent sovereign state, we're going to do our own thing. And we're going to partner with you because it makes sense on these things. But on the rest of it, no, stay out. This is our thing. We're going to do it our own way. Think about how much better it would be is if rather than California, New York, Massachusetts saying this is how we're going to do it in our state and because we do it in our state, y'all have to do it our way too, right? You guys got to do what we want to do up in Yankee land. No, no, we don't want no part of that. You keep your California, California, your Massachusetts, New York can stay in Massachusetts, New York, and Texas is going to be Texas. I'm quite content with that. I feel confident that that is the proper way to go forward. But we just need to start acting like it. We need to seize these opportunities when they come along. We don't need anybody's permission to do these things. We just need somebody with some money and some intestinal fortitude to go and make it happen. And we need the leader of our free state to say, yeah, we're going to do this in Texas and I got their back. Up into including sending the Texas Rangers, the Texas State Guard out to protect the people that are doing these things we want done. There is no reason why we can't do that other than we have leaders that fail to understand the opportunity in front of them. They fail to have the imagination necessary to make it to happen. It's scary. It's scary that we continue to put these people in charge when they can barely see six steps ahead. I want them to look six miles ahead. I don't see everything in six miles, but I can focus on a point six miles ahead and say, I can see that. I can see how we can get there. Now I'm going to need somebody next to me to be looking to the left, somebody looking to the right, somebody looking center right, center left. And obviously we need about 16 million people looking to the backside to protect our six, but it's doable. You just have to have courage. That's part of having an independent nature. That's part of having an independence culture. How do we get there? You have to be able to visualize what's at the finish line. You have to be able to visualize several steps along the way that are easily or more easily attainable and getting you into a position to where you're going to have that A-B decision. Decision A, yeah, we're going to go de jour independent or B, you know what? Actually, we've got pretty much everything we want. We're good with the de facto independence. But if you're not willing to make those steps, if you're not going to be willing to look there, and honestly, it starts with putting Texas first. If you're not willing or not capable of doing that, take a time out. Go read some books. Go go investigate what your opportunities are in the state of Texas. Understand that there are so many things that we could do if only we had the vision. We need the money, but believe me, in Texas, we got more than enough money to do the things we want to do. It's just having the vision to get us there. It's having the ideas to get us in the correct direction. It's having the people being willing to put faith in that these are good opportunities that we need to take advantage of while they're present. Now, I can't do that for you, but I am here to cheer you on. I am here to give you ideas. I am here to promote these ideals and these ideas. 
As we move to the future, we have to embrace the opportunities. We have to build on what's present. We have to be willing to look at short of complete independence in a complete free state of Texas, the Republic of Texas, if you will, what could we do along the way? What can we do that gives us almost everything we want without having to do that? Could you settle for that? Would you be willing to accept that? And then at some point in the future, again, whether it's near or distant, we can say, you know what? We've solved all these questions, all these problems along the way. And if we really have to do this, we're prepared. Let's do it. But if we don't have to, we can have the best of both worlds. It's not an, it's not a failure. It's actually the best outcome. And again, if you doubt me, if you, if you don't see it, go read the two books I referenced a couple of weeks ago. Go, go spend the couple of days it would take to read those books to Get your creative juices flowing to to help you think outside of the box, to help you feel positive that there are opportunities. It's really easy to be negative. It's really easy to be glass half empty. It's really easy to just accept that things will never get better, but it's a choice. It's a determination to look forward, to look at what could be. And we have to do that all the time, every time. It's fine. Every once in a while, you got to sit at home and you know, think, oh man, we just didn't get it. Oh man, I didn't make it. Oh man, well, whatever, it's fine. But then the next day you got to put your boots back on, metaphorically speaking, go back to work and look at how can we make it better today. And it starts with you. It starts with me. You have to get yourself in a position, at least at the very least at the mindset. And then you can work on your community, your church, your clubs, your, your local government, your larger community. And when those things come in order, when those things start to improve, the state can come within the sphere of being pushed. It's better to partner with people, even if you disagree on a number of things, if you can at least agree on the greater goal, it's better to partner with them than to be constantly battling. And again, this is a reoccurring theme that I've brought back up. We're gaining nothing by sabotaging our own futures, by fighting amongst ourselves. Focus. What's the outcome? What do we agree on? What do we want? How do we put Texas first? And with that, this has been According to Callus. Thank you for joining me. I hope you found this inspiring, informational, or quite frankly, just entertaining. If you appreciate what I've been doing, I'm going to remind you, the biggest thing you can do for me is to subscribe and follow this program. You can join me on the social medias. I'm a, I got a page and a group on Facebook. I visit over on Gab. I visit on MeWe. I even have, uh, oh man, <laughs> I, I forgot what it's called. Shame on me. But I even have a Telegram page. I put the show there in case you don't do the social media thing. I'm not sure how you're hearing this if you're not listening to me normally, but if somebody should share it, you can go in the privacy or the semi-privacy of Telegram and go pick up the show. This is my service to the greater Texas, the greater good for Texas, the putting Texas first. It's a labor of love. I enjoy what I do, which is why I keep doing it. And I'm nearly five, well, I am 510 episodes into this. I don't plan on going anywhere. I plan on keeping the work, 
to improve our independence. Please join me. Feel free. And then as always, you can text and email me. They're both very easy to find. They're both on the website and on the social media. I'd love to have your feedback. I'd love to meet you in person. I'm all over Collin County. I live right in McKinney. I don't hide any of that. It's not that hard to find me. And if you come looking for evil, (laughs) I'm ready for that as well. And with that, this is According to Callus, and I will see you on the other side. Canceled by the big tech mafia, but inadvertently profiting from owning their stocks in a mutual fund or ETF? At Two Pillars, they believe that censorship is a form of violence and a business practice that does not promote human flourishing. In many cases, through their investigative screening process, they can help you divest from companies that are denying your God-given inalienable right to speak freely. Hey, patriots, Two Pillars believes it's time for conservatives to align their values and investments. Two Pillars is your place for impact investing in the parallel economy. Find out what's in your investment portfolio with a complimentary portfolio review. Contact them today to learn more. Call toll-free at 833-377-0051 or send an email to info at twopillarsam.com. That's info at twopillars.com. AM.com. Get started today. Advisory services are offered through Jacob and Boaz Asset Management, LLC, doing business as Two Pillars Asset Management or Two Pillars. A registered investment advisor in the states of Texas and California. Two Pillars is not endorsed by any government agency and is not engaged in the practice of law or tax advice.